I think we have a misperception of strong women in that um, it's often a woman who takes on a masculine mantle that is perceived as strong right. rather than a woman who's you know, rooted in the knowledge of her value and does it in a feminine way. And I, I, I don't even think we have a legend for that map. If I can respond to, uh, we'll say, uh, heavy pressure, um, uh, fast stroke on the six o'clock spot, you know, the like base spot. And, um, and I can respond in pitch perfect response to that such that there's a resonance. The resonance creates the feeling of illumination. That illumination is bliss no matter, no matter what I, so I'm learning how to do that. It's like holding a microphone, knowing where to hold it to get the right sound. Then when I'm walking through the subway station in, um, on 125th in Harlem, and there's this intense, you know, speed kind of density, then I can light up for that. It, it's not happening to me. So then you're, you're, you become part of the atmosphere in a way that feels good. That feels merged with or yes. part of, because yes. that's anytime you're merged with something, it feels good. So then, um, if I can respond, you know, on the 12 o'clock spot, light stroke, um, rapid speed, then when I'm in the kind of dissolution state that mm -hmm. occurs in spiritual environments, <laughs> um, and there's that, you know, like you can't see the outlines of things and you, you don't know where your body begins. And, you know, people get disoriented there too. And I learn how to orient in Ohm, then I can orient there in the world. If um, somebody is stroking my three o'clock spot, medium pressure, um, uh, slow speed, we'll say, right? Mm -hmm. Then that, you know, because that's really like your identity Mm. location then what's happening you know when i'm trying to get the gyroscope of who i am right mm -hmm. and and things seem to be moving slower than i'm comfortable with if i can tune in with there then i can figure out who i am and what to do because encoded in knowing those things is you you seamlessly know what to do then i can then i can do that and know who i am in this moment we're so hard on ourselves that we're hard on each other. Ugh. And, you know, I, I remember like trying to stand upright with a view. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for example, with Ohm, I am a, a gatekeeper. I'm a gatekeeper. And no, it's not to pick somebody up. No, it's not fingering. No, it's not to hear from somebody's behind. No, it's not that. No, no. What I'm communicating, both for the benefit of the other person, and for a deeper connection with the person. And that to me is what a feminine authority does. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when, mm -hmm. when I go in someplace, uh, am I going in with the idea of offering? So the, so would you say that the, I mean, normally when we think of authority, we think of top down, right. Hierarchical, the relationship is not really part of it. It's right. that, the, that the authority is going to, you know, uh, transmit something to the underling and they just 
follow. Right. So what you're saying is that the relationship, the actual health of the relationship. Is how you were describing how you do therapy. Therapy, yes. That's it. Exactly. And that's it. And I th- and maybe this is one of our grounds for sisterhood. And it's so funny because everyone says it, but you really, it, it, we're all equal. Yeah. Like when I'm, yes. when, I, I would be talking to people, right? I, I would be training them in OM and that would be an astrophysicist. And so it's a matter of, can I recognize the master and the other person mm-hmm. and speak to that master as an equal? And I have this to offer and they have this to offer. And then, and then it's an exchange. I yes. think the exchange is key. Equality and exchange is how authority is communicated, but you can't dodge the authority portion or you don't enter the game. And, and, and the game of contribution in the world. So the question then rises because I feel like the feminine does not have equal value. I mean, I think we know that the feminine does not have equal value in the culture as the masculine. Yeah, no, I don't think there is a man on the planet who wouldn't admit to how deeply he's moved by the feminine and by women. The joy doesn't exist in the world. So people don't know how to relate to it. The joy doesn't exist in the world because women haven't activated their own bliss. That's right. And so so it's not even registered. It's not, it's it, it, like, I, I would often talk to women and they would say, these men aren't listening to me or they don't notice me or they don't see me. And it, and it would, it's like, no, there's no faculty to register what is inside of you because there hasn't been enough of it to begin sort of that conversation or that language. And so when we're talking about women's enlightenment, there has to be a, you know, there's these, these markers of masculine enlightenment. Yeah. And we don't really have a bliss marker. No. And that's, that's our version. That's our expression. That radiance, you see the person you're attracted to and something lights up. Yeah. And then we usually go to having level and we begin and to or close it, be, it down. Or it gets um, located in them. It's yeah. them and it's yes. not them. It's the, it, we think it's them making it happen, happen in, us. in us. And, and so, so, oh, that's so good. Because that is, if we, when we're going to the next chapter and we're going to talk about suffering, tumescence, um, the, the crux of the issue I have the jewel, I have the gift, I have the gem, I have what's sought after. But I don't even recognize it in my own body. And then when it rises, I immediately foist it and disown it. Yeah. Don't throw your gems onto other people and and tell them carry it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And if you can't carry your bliss, then you can't carry your power. If you can't carry your power, then you you begin to devolve into blame and dependency. Right. And then and then you know what we do? Then we foist the blame and dependency over there too. So as soon as I blame you, I give you the power. power. Right. And so I don't want to do that. It's not it's not that you didn't do something. You would never, but it's not, that, <laughs> it's not that you didn't do something, you know, unskillful. Yeah. You may have done something unskillful. Often. But it's still vital for me as a woman 
to hold my portion, be it of blame, be it of, of uh, unskillfulness, power, and bliss. Because if I'm not doing it here, then I'm going to give you the power for my gifts. And then that's one of the hardest parts with OM. It is. It takes years for a woman to have the mind shift. I am the one giving him the gift of this radiance mm -hmm. as opposed to he made me feel good mm. <laughs> or he made me feel bad. I mean, what I've heard you say before, it's not a matter of he's skillful or um, unskillful. It's a matter of can I meet whatever stroke is coming. Right. It's sort of archetypally in the cultural collective unconscious that women are the problem or just not as not a, not not equal. What's coming now is a kind of a force that's saying, no, you have to believe me because nobody has believed me ever. Right. And, you know, that's under to me, that's understandable, but it goes too far. You know, it's the it's the pendulum swing that's gone too far. And also righteous victim that's what i want to say I, I i have the right to be angry and um belittle you um because my position has been um always you know not believed or not not taken into account etc so the question is how do we move from that place which i think is happening right now hugely in the collective how do we move from that place to a more empowered place that that does take responsibility fully the idea of radical acceptance um what people most i don't think you um think radical acceptance is, is a constant clarity and refining of the value uh-huh and the other is uh constant clarity and refining of how to offer it that's my foundation so that's the practice yeah every day every day and so um and then and then the vehicle mm -hmm. is um i would even call it radical play or um radical theater i'm on the subway and someone pats, out. pats mm -hmm. me on my butt and um and so that just happened. And so the question is, how do you frame that? Mm -hmm. Well, first and foremost, you have to have an understanding of interdependence mm -hmm. and, you, and that, that both are creating each other in some way. Mm -hmm. Both are creating an experience together. And if you don't get that, there will be a lot of suffering. A lot of vic feeling victimized right? by what happens to you. Exactly. And you also have to view life as impermanent, yeah. meaning you can't have a fixed view on what just happened. Because if, if I view myself as a fixed entity, and this is a sort of fixed entity, and this occurred, then it's, it, that's the only way something could happen to me. Mm -hmm. I have that's right. no volition, no agency in that experience because it's fixed. It's, and there's only one conclusion. Right. that you can come to about what just happened. And if there's only one conclusion, this person just violated me um, as a soul receiver, not a transceiver. Mm -hmm. This person just violated me. Then the only, there's only one response. Mm -hmm. And that's and, and to 
um, identify with a transgressed identity. Mm -hmm. or, and I think this is how the, you know, enough of those builds into an identity of victim. I'm not saying there aren't victims. This I is understand. really important because yes. people often hear me say like, Oh, no, she's saying there's no victims. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, and she's I, she's not saying yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I, I, <laughs> but I'm saying, cause the identity of victim is the suffering for the person who's experiencing it. And I don't want that for anybody. I don't want anybody locked in that identity right. for them. Okay. But the, 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 the way out. So you have a misdiagnosis of what just happened mm -hmm. because you don't, you don't, you, you just view yourself as at effect of the entire world, mm -hmm. right? Then you're going to have a, a poor um, prescription for what to do. Mm -hmm. so, so if you come from the place of it is incumbent upon me to ensure that everyone in my field um, we'll say, isn't going against their own karma. <laughs> it isn't doing things that would cause them suffering. And my non-action causes them suffering, right? So this guy pats me on the butt and I do what women often do. I go silent or I freeze and contract or I um, tell someone. There's a whole series of those things. Um, progressively more skillful, but the most skillful thing to do, or so then the next would be to just simply address it. Yeah. And this is the, this is right about where it begins to lock in women's consciousness. I couldn't, I can't, I don't have my voice. No, it is your responsibility as a being who wants to bring benefit on the planet to find that voice, yeah. not just for yourself, not just for your sisters, for this human being who is doing something that won't benefit him. Then you begin to get into the upper levels of what I would call feminine enlightenment. Every person wants to be in eudaimonia. Every person wants to be their highest self. Mm -hmm. We don't, as a culture, have the skill to cultivate that in people. You know, I, I talk to women all the time, like, it doesn't matter. That, it does not matter the man. You can draw absolute beauty from him. You can begin. To, you have the change agent mm -hmm. in your radiance. Mm -hmm. So you you have that, and then you use that to approve of the good. You know, you can acknowledge what you don't like, but really, you you lead this way, and pretty soon you see a totally transformed human being. But again, this is where the patience and forbearance comes. Because if I'm in pain and I can't sit in my pain, the only tool I have is criticism and attack. Right. People are very, my experience, very fixed in their identity. My uh, And actually looking for more ways to say, this is who I am. And like grind into it and double down on that. And um, all of that uh, building... It's like building a fortress against interdependence, I think, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So getting a sense of interdependence with name and form is the like maybe the harder 
thing to be able to penetrate emptiness of self instead of emptiness of phenomena. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Like that, yeah. like to be able to not have a, be able to sit in a not a solid sense of self and not be crazy. Right. How do I get this loaf of bread at the store? You know, I'm buying a loaf of bread, but like what actually went into me being able to get that and right. all, you know, it's just like how you're, you're tracing it down all the way through to literally the elements, right. the sun, the rain, the seed, the, the, you know, and all of the people that cultivated it and all of the people that manufactured and then the, the driver and the, uh, truck that took it to the, you know, all of those things goes into this loaf of bread, but we don't ever think about that. We think about it as some kind of solid, like I have to go get that bread, right? Loaf of bread. But anyway, um, it just seems like this is something that if we can work with some maybe simple ideas to have people reflect on how to recognize interdependence as real, I mean, reality, it's reality, right? It's like the basis of reality. But if it's, if it's a new concept, it's like, what, you know, cause I think the other thing is, is people are always looking for, this is it. And, um, wanting to grab onto that, like, I'm going to follow this diet. I'm going to do this thing. And that, you know, sometimes it feels like that because it works really well for a period of time. So then you think, oh, good, I can relax now and I don't have to work on trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, that's the, the patience yeah. and long game. Yeah, that's it's it's just it's another example, and at some point we'll talk about you know climax consciousness in our culture, and that's 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 it as opposed to process. Yeah, I mean, see, and yeah. and that's an absence of the feminine because the feminine is process, process, right? Yeah. That's exactly right, and yes, um, but yes, and so um, to be able to. Uh, flow with changing conditions, which is difficult for people. I mean, we all like our routines too, right? So you have to have a routine and be able to move with changing conditions. And that often is like the reason why most people are just continually stressed out because they don't want anything to, they want to clamp down and say, this is the way I want to do things and block out any number of forces that are sort of trying to like, you know, or not trying, they just are moving. <laughs> I know it's not even trying, it's just that things are moving always. And so it's like a, um, a situation where you're, yeah, uh, holding yourself, um, pushing against uh, things moving and then you suffer a lot. That's my experience anyway. So Ed Brown, uh the Zen priest, he was, he, one time he said to me many years ago, um, Nicole, um, kind of like the layers you put on to protect yourself or your prison. It was like, oh, okay. Those ideas, those habits, whatever it is, I'm building the prison. For most women, we're so congested with tumescence. We're so congested from the taking on of ideas and not digesting, not releasing them, that we're, we live in this state of perpetual uh, pressure. A woman's power is her 
erotic infusion into the world, we'll say. Mm -hmm. That erotic infusion um, has with, carries with it a sort of vision. That vision calls the masculine. I'm not just, it could be the masculine and the woman too. It calls forth, you know, um, the highest support. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And so they believed that. Well, the what's required for that in a woman is very different than what's required to trek up a mountain. And nourishment is fundamentally what's required because I'm having to tend to what sends out the signal. Mm -hmm. And so it has to be in a state of balanced joy in order to do that. It can't be in deprivation. It can't be in an right. indulgence. And so my practice, not my, not my self-care and not my um, indulgence, my practice, and if I'm going to contribute to the world, and I think that's really important. For me, that was a, you, ha you almost have to cast things that way because um, there's something, I don't know if it's biological or what it is, but if you, ca if you hook into that biology, oh, this is for my capacity to mother the world in a sense, um, then I can do it. But if you just say it's for me, mm. like I will, I, you know, I won't eat, I won't sleep enough. I'll, you know, I'll fry myself out and think that I'm a good person, but it, oh no, 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 no. This is your vocation. Yes. Is to tend to this. Then I could do it. Right. I was in women's studies and, um, you know, I don't know if it was, I was drawn there karmically or how, how it works, but I remember being in these, I mean, infinite courses with our talking sticks and our tears and our, and I remember thinking, this is like shifting furniture on the Titanic. We are not. <laughs> not getting anywhere. Yeah. We're not getting anywhere. I know. No one's getting better. It's like that scream therapy, like n nothing is actually happening here what would move the needle and so i just started to do the math and I, it looked to me at the time like the two things that women were most tormented by were food and sexuality mm -hmm. like um nourishment mm -hmm. fundamentally mm -hmm. and then i just so i actually thought i wanted to be a chef that was where i uh and then and then it hit me like actually that's not deep enough that's right. not and so I went down and then it, and then it hit me. Oh, oh, um, that's how you, that's how you convert everything. Mm -hmm. That's really, if, if you, if you want to talk about transmutation of experience, that's the only field that's hot enough and spacious enough, uh, with enough positive incentive. Mm. of bliss mm -hmm. to do it mm -hmm. and th but then i looked out at the world of sexuality and it looked pain inducing not pain relieving exactly yeah, yeah. om is an attention training practice mm -hmm. getting that through to people is like years sometimes right but if so but the kind of attention is not like dynamic um, yeah it's, it's a, a it, it's a different kind of attention not just a um you know, breathing meditation, or I'm going to concentrate on this thing, one thing. Right. It's, I mean, mm -hmm. kind of, it's almost like what happens on the clit happens in the world. 